It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good to have you along this morning. It's chore time at the shank of the day on Wax 104.5. Bob and Joe with you. Get the chores done as summer is going to continue around here, at least until this coming weekend. It's going to be awfully, awfully nice, and there is a chance of rain on Saturday and Sunday. We'll get to that and a whole lot more. You ventured over to the Minnesota State Fair this weekend. Uh, you get over there every year? I haven't been there probably for 35 years. Really? So what enticed you to go over this year? Um, my sister-in-law. Oh, she, so. she came and picked me up. So well, that's good. I so. went and two of my, two of my nieces went along, and my I have a niece and a and a nephew-in-law that were showing their beef up there. Oh, good. So uh, has it changed in 35 years? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's changed the most? <laughs> well, it's just a lot of people. Yeah, and what did you say? How many were there Saturday? Um, my nephew-in-law looked up and he said there was a quarter of a million people there on Saturday. 250,000 people. Man, oh, man, that's bigger than most cities around this part of the country. Absolutely. Wow. And it was it was full. I went on Sunday, and it was full of people, and I would bet they had at least that many on Sunday. Did you it, try any exotic food? I had a tot dog. <laughs> really exotic. Was, it was a corn dog, and then it was rolled in tater tots. And it was really, really, really good. Well, they've got they're creative up there with their food, that's for sure. That I haven't been, It's been so long since I've been up there. I knew they built a new food building. And, you know, you used to go to the old food building and you'd come out, your lungs were just, had to be coated with oil because that's all <laughs> you could smell in there was oil, oil, oil. But all the food was good over there. Good fair food at the Minnesota State Fair. But that's over now. That ended on Monday. And, boy, if they had a quarter of a million people there on Saturday, they had a big, big run, that's for sure. So uh, did you watch anything? Were they still showing livestock? They were doing an FFA show in mm-hmm. the one pavilion, but in the main coliseum, they were doing some horse show. Oh, all right. So, so. you would have liked that because there was, I mean, there was ponies and there was horses. There was a lot. I don't, I don't understand horse shows. So yeah, well, I don't either. I just like to watch them. So anyway, but the fair season is pretty well over as we look now. The Vernon County Fair will be next week, the fourteenth through the eighteenth, and then. Up at uh, Central Burnett County Fair, up uh, Burnett County, of course, up uh, northwest of us here. That'll be the 23rd through the 25th of September. But otherwise, the fair season is pretty much complete for 2022. And uh, good season it was. Got to a lot of fairs around here and uh, also uh, saw a lot of lot of activity. If you're looking for something to do, don't forget the Wisconsin Sheep and Wool Festival is coming up. That'll be down in the Madison area. I believe that's this weekend, but we'll get an update on that a little bit uh, later on this morning. And we'll also hear from Dan Undersander yesterday, of course, uh, Labor Day. And we didn't do the chores yesterday, or at least you didn't do the chores. You and Kristen decided not to do the chores. So we'll hear from Dan Undersander, get an update on uh, the alfalfa situation. And a whole lot more. Markets are all reopened now, so it's full speed ahead. Agriculture. 
It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Don't put the boat away yet. There's still some boat weather if you get the chores done or whatever the case may be. Partly cloudy, about 79 today, down to 56 overnight as the overnight temperatures are starting to feel like fall, aren't they? Wednesday, tomorrow, partly cloudy, 84. Thursday, it'll be a dandy if you're going to call in sick. Make it Thursday, sun and 86. Friday, partly cloudy, 80. And then over the weekend, back down into the 60s for high and a chance of rain, both Saturday and Sunday. It's about 56 right now, 46 in the Medford area. So are some spots that are cool. Wednesday morning at Wax, again today, partly cloudy, about 79. Should be another nice day. 56 right now. It's 5 o'clock, about a minute after. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX, Eau Claire. Here's some news the day after Labor Day. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Outgoing British Prime Minister Boris Johnson is saying farewell. Johnson spoke outside 10 Downing Street Tuesday morning, a day after Liz Truss was selected as his successor. In his final remarks as Prime Minister, Johnson lauded the accomplishments of his government, including Brexit and low unemployment numbers. The outgoing leader called for unity, saying it's time for politics to be over to get behind Liz Truss and deliver for the people of the country. Johnson announced his resignation almost two months ago following a series of scandals. President Biden cheering American workers and highlighting union gains during his Labor Day visits. Wall Street didn't build America. The middle class built America, and unions built the middle class. Ahead of November's midterm elections, Biden addressed steelworkers in Pennsylvania Monday. He added unions now have the support of more than 60% of the American people. Biden also touted the recently passed Inflation Reduction Act. Earlier on Monday, the president spoke in Wisconsin, another key battleground state. Meta facing a big fine for breaking data privacy laws in the European Union. Ryan Shook reports. The California-based social media giant was fined about $400 million for how it handled kids' data on Instagram. A spokesman for the Irish Data Protection Commission said additional details will be revealed next week. Despite that promise, Meta has said it's going to appeal. I'm Brian Shook. And it's the first day of school in Uvalde, Texas, and State Senator Richard Gutierrez says many students continue to live in fear. It's the first time kids will be back in school since the May 24th mass shooting that claimed the lives of 19 students and two teachers. Gutierrez says many children are afraid to be alone, and Uvalde is a whole town in shock. The Texas Democrat said he would be there visiting schools Tuesday to make sure everything went smoothly. Gutierrez also doubled down on the importance of working for change to bring more common-sense gun laws to the Lone Star State. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Looks like it'll be Saturday before we get any real rain around the area again. Saturday and Sunday, as temperatures are going to cool off by then. But until then, more summer like weather. Partly cloudy, 79 today. It'll be back into the 50s for most of us overnight tonight. Then Wednesday, 84. Thursday, 86. Friday, 80. Under sunny to partly sunny skies. And then on the weekend, 68. Chance of rain Saturday. 65. Chance of rain on Sunday. Rice Lake right now at 53. Medford at 46. Wausau at 51. It's 50 in Marshfield. 60 in La Crosse. Green Bay at 58. Madison Sun Prairie. Good sleeping morning, 54 degrees down that way, 67 in Milwaukee, 
and 56 right now in the Chippewa Valley. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. All business owners want the same thing, to make their business succeed. At Rural Mutual, they help that happen. As the third largest writer of commercial business in Wisconsin, they take the time to learn your business so they can properly protect you. Call your local agent today or visit RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Six and a half minutes after five o'clock and yesterday, of course, Labor Day, all the markets were pretty much closed. They did open up last night for the uh, grain trade, things like that. And uh, let's get caught up. At the end of last week, where were we, Jill? As far as livestock prices, the sale barns will be back open today, but at the end of last week. Choice fed beef steers are 136 to 148 with mixed at 120 to 135. Choice-fed beef heifers are 137 to 147, with mixed at 119 to 136. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 132 to 140, with select and silage-fed steers 90 to 130. Cows are 74 to 96, with bulls at 80 to 105. Butcher hogs are 91 to 109, with sows at 60 to 75. Boars are 25 to 27, with new crop market lambs 96 to 110, and feeder lambs 130 to $2. And at the Mercantile Exchange at the end of last week, cattle prices were higher, hogs were lower. October live cattle, 144.55 up 175. December 150.25 up 167. February 154.37 up 122. And April 158.02. That, uh, that was up 75. Feeder cattle for October 184.95 up 60. November 186.25 up 55. January feeders 187.07 up 67 and March 189.10 that was up 82. Lean hog carcass contracts were lower. October closed at 90.02 on Friday down 192. December 82.70 down a dollar seven. February 86.70 down 85 and uh, the April hog contract 91.15 down 52. On the board of trade, of course, the market uh, opened up overnight, closed down. On the wheat, it was a choppy market last week, and uh, wheat was down. But, uh, again, corn and soybeans a little bit higher, crop progress concerns, and some COVID in China. Overnight now, December corn up 3 to 4 cents, sitting at 6.69 this morning. Oats up 15 at 3.94. Wheat up a penny for December at 8.12. And the November soybeans down 8 at 14.12 meal down seven dollars a ton at four hundred and seventeen dollars on friday barrel cheese up three quarters 185 and three quarters block cheese up three cents 176 and a half butter up three quarters sitting at three dollars and ten cents a pound class three ended the week higher september up 16 at 1975 october up 42 at 1994 November of 45 at 2069, December of 28 at 2083, and January up 27 at 2073. And that's the way the markets look. Yesterday, of course, was Monday. We normally have Dan Undersander, our alfalfa specialist, on, on Monday, but we weren't here. Yesterday was Labor Day, and Dan was off, too. So we're going to hear an update on uh, the alfalfa situation here with Dan Coming up as uh, we take a look at some of the things going on out in those fields, talking about leaf loss. How important is that leaf loss in alfalfa? 
For those who work in acres, not in hours. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. The weather has been perfect for making hay, and we're making a lot of it, but uh, we're doing a good job. Let's talk about that this morning with Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, on our Next Grow Alfalfa Update program. And, uh, Dan, we're doing a good job if we put up a lot of leaves with what we're cutting down, and there are some do's and don'ts when it comes to that, isn't it? That's right, Bob. A lot of us uh, get a little sloppy and don't pay as much attention as we might, and it is important to recognize that uh, when we lose leaves, first we're u- losing quality because the leaves are about 500 RFQ and the stems are about 60 or 70. The other thing, though, is is we're losing yield. And when we surveyed some farmers' fields making haylage, we found that the average leaf loss was about 10% of the dry matter of the field. So, uh, again, half did better than that, so it is possible to do better. But some had leaf loss as high as 28% of the total dry matter. Things that we need to pay attention to are really rather simple. One thing is to consider, if we start with a wide swath, to raking or merging with a bit of dew on uh, windrow. For haylage, we should be raking, of course, at that 60% moisture. It is good to do it with a little bit of dew, even though the hay is very wet. If the leaves uh, were out in the bright sunlight for a day, the surface leaves have over-dried and they'll become brittle and fall off. So merging or raking with a bit of dew on the windrow is a good idea. Uh, the people in the West making hay have done this for years, and it's a practice that we should consider here. The other thing that is quite simple that a lot of people don't pay enough attention to is that the pickup speed on the baler or the chopper should be going at the same as the ground speed of the baler or chopper. If we are doing it that way, then the pickup simply raises the windrow and moves it into the machine and either bales it or chop it. If the pickup is going faster, then it pulls the windrow apart as the hay is going into the machine, and then we have uh, can have a significant leaf loss there. Again, that alone can be as high as 15 or 20% just due to the ratio of the pickup speed to the ground speed of the machine. Leaves are an important thing to pay attention to. Uh, They do certainly affect the yield that we get. They also affect the quality of the forage. And a few simple things that we can do will uh, greatly increase the amount of leaves that we have in our final harvested product. The thing that we have learned, of course, is that uh, from our studies, either a windrower or a wheel rake tends to have the less leaf loss. But a lot of this, too, is uh, management, not the machine design. And so with a rotary rake, are we uh, uh, going with the rotor at a good speed such that we're not throwing the hay around too violently and shaking off leaves? Uh, With the wind rower, the newer machines have a screen over the top so that the pickup is bringing the the swath into the wind rower and any leaves that it throws is hitting the screen and coming into the machine versus leaves going over the back of the wind rower. So do think about some simple things to help keep the leaves on that hay.
Thank you, Dan. Dan Understander, our state forage specialist, the importance of leaves in alfalfa. And, uh, again, he gave you the numbers, but uh, 60 for stems and 500 for for the leaves. So, again, there's there's value there if you do it right. Farm news, we're going to take a look at that next on Wax. Again, we're about 56 around here. Cool spots. Oh, I think Hayward's 41, Medford's 46. We'll get up to about uh, 79 today. Should be another nice summer day in September as we look at some farm news on Wax. Brought to you by Ag Country Farm Credit Services. Ag Country Farm Credit Services offers a wide range of fixed interest rate options to match each customer's needs. If future interest rates fall, customers can take advantage of our rate conversion options to capture opportunity. Discover the Egg Country Advantage that provides our customers long-term interest rate protection. To learn more about your options, contact your local Egg Country office today. Egg Country. Focused on egg. Focused on you. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, 56 degrees as we're 15 and a half minutes after 5 o'clock on a Tuesday morning in Wax. Hopefully you had a Good Labor Day weekend, and, uh, you know, things were normal. It's just another Monday on the farm. Good. Other folks uh, had a chance to get out and about. And uh, we've got some farm news to take a look at. Some interesting numbers, Jill. Well, let's start out talking about our farm income. Farming income for this for most major production areas is expected to increase this year. But input costs have also increased more, and that's having an effect on net farm income during the current fiscal year, which ends on September 30th. According to a report over DTN, net farm income, which is a measure of gross farm receipts minus production expenses, including depreciation, will increase by over $7 billion this year to $147.7 billion. But once expenses are figured in, that total will fall by $900 million. USDA economists figure those expenses will increase by over $66 billion with fertilizer costs up more, almost $15.5 billion. Feed expenses will be up almost $10 billion. Pesticide costs are up $3.7 billion. Fuel costs have gone up about $6 billion. And interest rates on farm loans are up $7.5 billion. And with that thought the movement on the livestock industry is to build more processing plants to offset any market constraints posed by a handful of companies owning that infrastructure. The idea is to have more producer-owned packing plants that would give beef and pork producers more opportunities to secure higher prices for their productions. One of those proposed plants, Sustainable Beef, is in North Platte, Nebraska, which would process 1,500 head of beef a day. The cost to build that processing plant right now is around $325 million. Last week, the leaders of that project announced that Walmart has signed on as a majority owner, minority owner of the plant, which makes it easier for the project to secure funding so they can start building plant this month with an opening date sometime in 2024. Right now, Four companies process 85% of the beef in the country. Farmers continue to be optimistic about their business as they continue to pay top dollar for farmland. Land in many of the farm states is selling at record prices this year. 
In Iowa, farmers are playing more than $25,000 an acre for land. South Dakota prices have gone to over $15,000 an acre. In North Dakota, land is selling for more than $12,000 an acre, while Illinois farmland is bringing over $21,000 an acre. In Indiana, it's just over $17,000. Ohio land is bringing $16,000 an acre, while Nebraska farmland is selling for more than $13,000 an acre, with land in Missouri bringing over $14,500 an acre. Farm real estate agents also say they think land auctions after harvest will bring even higher prices. Yeah, and uh, if you read through that, farmers are buying a lot of that land. Now, there are investors getting involved in that, the Bill Gates of the world, but for the most part, farmers are buying that land. And, yeah, be interesting to see how high can you go. All right, coming up, the annual Wisconsin Sheep and Wool Festival. That's coming up. We'll hear when and where and what all the activities are. Next on Wax, it's 19 and a half minutes after 5 o'clock. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Wisconsin sheep flock is not one of the biggest in the country, but our sheep producers are very, very active. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And Pam, they're getting together for a festival that is uh, really fun. I haven't been there in a few years, but the last time I was there, I really enjoyed it. Bob, you remember when uh, the Wisconsin sheep industry used to get together at the old Holiday Inn at the south part of Madison? Well, believe it or not, this year, the Wisconsin Sheep and Wool Festival is celebrating its 20th anniversary. Amazing, fabulous farm beat Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, and they will be headed to the Jefferson County Fair Park in Jefferson for the show that begins on Friday and runs through the weekend. And although you may think it's all about the animals, in reality, this show offers a little bit of something for everybody. We'll have stock dog trials. We have a lot of fiber arts. And, of course, we do have the sheep themselves. Talked about it with Bob Black from Columbus. He's one of the original organizers for the Wisconsin Sheep and Wolf Festival. And he says, as you might expect, diversity is what draws people to this show. Well, Pam, I'm really kind of uh, a little bit overwhelmed, actually, because we've had an unprecedented number of uh, registrations for classes fiber arts classes this year, and a really big push to get catalogs. Uh, since middle of January, we've had almost 500 requests for catalogs, which I've never really seen before in the past. That's not a big number, maybe for some other organizations, but for us, that's, that's really a step up, and it shows that interest has come back. Boy, that's nice to hear. And, and that fiber arts business, I mean, for people that don't understand that business, Bob, it's kind of specialized depending on what type of fiber you want to work with. Yes, it is. And this year we have an offering of 100 different fiber arts classes for people to choose from, which is one of the, uh, if not the largest, one certainly one of the largest offerings in the country. Uh, so they can, they've got a really broad range no matter what their interest uh, with yarn or wool, um, we've probably got something that'll that'll fit them. Sure. Now, Bob, let's let's retrace our history just a little bit here. For people that don't realize, Wisconsin's always been kind of a gathering place for people that have been involved in the sheep industry. That continues today with the Sheep and Wolf Festival. But give them a little sense of how this all started and why Wisconsin plays such a critical role for 
a gathering of shepherds and people interested in that fiber art? Well, of course, the seed was planted way back in 1978, and the Wisconsin Sheep Breeders Cooperative started the uh, Wisconsin Sheep Industry Conference, which <clears throat> ran for over 20 years. Uh, some people might remember that as being held down at uh, Madison at the Holiday Inn. And that grew producers uh, from across the state and the Midwest. And that was really really where this whole thing got started. 20 years ago, and this is our 20th anniversary, uh, we switched gears a little bit and made it into a festival format, which would draw in the general public. And so that's where the fiber arts really took off. We offered that. We offered fiber arts classes back in the old sheep industry conference days, but nothing that would parallel anything that we've got like today. So uh, that's really where it got started, and it's just taken off since then. I remember the old make it make it yourself with wool competition. That was kind of the impetus of taking another look at how we can use, uh, shall we say, the byproducts of the sheep and lamb industry. Let's talk a little bit more about why Wisconsin seems to play such a critical role when it comes to sheep in the upper Midwest. What is it about our state makeup, Bob? Well, I think you've got really interested producers and certainly uh, people who are willing to volunteer and step up to... uh, to make things happen. I think that's crucial. Uh, and Wisconsin seems to be kind of a center point for that sort of response to uh, a need and in the interest of educating people. Let me ask you, Bob, as a, a veteran yourself in the sheep industry, there may be a lot of folks now that uh, are even more than before thinking about getting their kids involved in that kind of project. They've got a couple acres they might want. They feel that lambs or sheep are manageable. Walk us through a couple bullet points you encourage them to consider before they get engaged in the industry. And obviously taking the show in is one of those big items. Uh, It certainly is. And I would recommend that anyone interested in getting into sheep production, whether it's for the fiber, for meat, uh, for sheep dairy products, uh, that they get close to and, and actually use a, as a mentor someone who's deeply involved and is willing to show them the ropes. I think uh, there are a lot of people in the state that are willing to do that, but you need to get close, up close and personal with a producer that's actually really interested in, I guess, making a living, making money, uh, showing a profit. Uh, that those are key items that that I think any new producer needs to uh, get close to and and understand. Well, and the camaraderie. I mean, the sheep industry in Wisconsin is a very close knit bunch, regardless of what breed you're looking at or what uh, avenue you're pursuing as far as uh, using those lambs. You guys are a pretty tight bunch, ready to uh, point direction if uh, if somebody else has got to answer a question. That's exactly right. The Wisconsin Sheep Breeders Co-op is a good place to uh, uh, to to go to to find not only uh, uh, different uh, members that are dif- doing different breeds, uh, but also for the education aspect. Now, let's do some logistics here, Bob. If I've never gone to the Wisconsin Sheep and Wool Festival, again, folks, it's coming up September 9th through the 11th at the Jefferson County Fair Park in Jefferson. Walk me through. Are there certain days 
that focus in on certain elements of the industry. I know you've also got stock dog trials that go on. So people have to understand there's a lot of different things happening over the course of those three days. How do you explain or suggest they run through their itinerary? Well, I think one of the best things, of course, would be uh, either to request a catalog if you haven't received one, uh, which you can do on our on our website, or go to the website and just walk through the, uh, well, we have over 50 pages of, of information there, different activities. Uh, you mentioned Make It With Wool. Uh, we've got three full days of sheep shows this year, which is a, a new, that's a change from previous years. And we've got everything from the Hall of Breeds to uh, newborn lambs and, of course, shearing demonstrations. You mentioned the stock dog trials. And, of course, the country store. We've got uh, 122 vendors from 15 states plus Wisconsin. Uh, there's just a lot to see and do. And I would recommend that, again, go, go to the website, just take a look, and I guess, Plan your weekend, because it might take a weekend to do it all. That's what- and I think it will do a weekend. Thanks, Pam. Pam Yonke, along with Bob Black of the Wisconsin Sheep and Wool Festival going on this weekend down at the Jefferson County Fairgrounds. And it's been a few years since I've been to that event, but uh, there is a lot to do. A lot of booths, uh, anything to do with the sheep and wool and weaving and you name it, it's there. Stock dog trials, it's kind of a, uh, a very interesting event down there at the Jefferson County Fairgrounds. But closer to home, markets are reopening. We'll find out about the activity at Premier Livestock next, right here on Wax, almost 5.30 in the morning. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It is 5.30 in the morning, 56 degrees. We've got about 79 today, partly cloudy. The cattle are loving this overnight weather, that's for sure. It's beautiful. Let's find out about getting them to market. Rocky's with us over at Premier Livestock. Morning, Rocky. Full speed ahead today? Well, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, I had lots of cattle come in yesterday afternoon for a sale today, so looking forward to it. All right, what time you start selling? Uh, we're going to start selling at 11, like I said, be early, uh, you know, to avoid the lions come earlier in the morning, that's for sure. So. All right, well, we uh, had to take a day off yesterday with Labor Day, but back on track, so get us caught up where we're at. Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning. This is uh, last week's market shape up here at Premier Livestock. Last week we did sell over 2,300 head of livestock. Fed cattle trade is steady. High choice and prime Holstein steers 130 to 140. Low choice and selects 123 to 129. Choice beef steers and heifers 132 to 142. Uh, market cows were steady. High yielding cows from 80 to 97. Most of the other cows trading from 67 to 79. Market bulls high yielding a dollar to a dollar 17. Lower yielding 99 and down. Organic market cows sold every Monday, mostly from 90 to 115. In the calf markets, uh, newborn Holstein bull calves mostly from 75 to 155 per head. Beef calves 125 to 380. Holstein heifer calves 10 to 50. Uh, this week at Premier, uh, which is today, Tuesday, we got our special feeder cattle auction. We're also selling bread stock cows. Uh, if you are bringing bread stock cows, they do need to be in by 9 a.m. this morning for preg checks. Expecting six to 800 head of feeder cattle for today's 
sale. Uh, then we'll sell baby calves and market cattle to follow. Uh, Wednesday, we get our hay auction uh, at 9.30 a.m. and dairy cattle auction at 11. Uh, we do have a very big dairy sale for Wednesday. We got four complete herd dispersals with several loads of top parlor freestall cows, including one load of purebred Swiss cows and heifers. So be heifers would be from baby calves to springers. Uh, full listing, full details on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, certainly call us anytime, uh, 715-229-2500. And don't forget, we got several her- herds of dairy cows uh, right for sale, private treaty on the farm. You can go to our website to view those as well. And that's the way it's shaped up, Bob. Lot empty yet? Lot is not empty yet. Pot is not empty yet, but uh, uh, if if you got machinery, we'd love to get it, get it out. But, yeah, uh, I don't blame you. I don't blame you because you got another sale coming up pretty soon. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, we're we that's still pending that date. Hopefully, we'll okay. get that figured out this week. But look, looking kind of like uh, late October, early November. So. All right, sounds good. Rocky, have a good day. We'll talk to you in the morning. You too. Thank you. There he goes, Rocky Olson over there, Premier Livestock and Withy, and we're going to get to our weather forecast here in a moment. But uh, in a note that uh, we got over the weekend from the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection, avian influenza, which is a problem this spring, has reared its ugly head once again across the state. Not uh, so much in our area, down in Washington County. And uh, it's a backyard flock. They don't say how many birds was in are in that flock, which will be depopulated, of course. It's the first case of uh, avian influenza in a domestic flock since this past May. In all, this year, 23 flocks in 15 counties confirmed with avian influenza, and hopefully they have that under control and it's not going to get away any further than that backyard flock over there down in Washington County, down in southeast Wisconsin. Well, let's find out about our weather. Weather brought to you this morning by the folks at Bremer Bank. And that means we go over to Skywarn 13 in the weather room, and Mike Dandry is with us. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Good. Well, it's not weather to put the boat away yet. No, no, no. And uh, going to the middle of the week, it'll feel a lot like July and not uh, post-Labor Day. Uh, But today, it'll feel rather on par with where we should this time of year. A good bit of sunshine and upper 70s for our highs, some places even into the low 80s. We'll start to see dew points creep up a little bit, but not going to be a very humid day today. But it'll keep our temperatures overnight a little on the warmer side as we only cool it off to about the low 60s. Now, tomorrow, we could start off with a little bit of fog. Otherwise, mostly sunny with temperatures into the mid-80s. So, yeah, great day to take the boat out tomorrow. And uh, Wednesday night, mostly low 60s once again. Thursday looks to be the warmest day, and it'll be a little windy, too. We could see gusts into the 25 to 30 mile per hour range. Mid to upper 80s for our highs with a good bit of sunshine. But then a few clouds start to roll in going into Thursday night. And by Friday, we'll have a good bit of cloud cover. And that'll keep us a little on the cooler side upper 70s and low 80s once again for our highs and then some shower chances start to roll in going into friday night mostly cloudy upper 50s for our lows and then this weekend that's when we'll really start to feel like fall we'll have some low 70s for our highs on saturday with a slight chance at a couple showers but otherwise mostly cloudy and by sunday we might not even get out of the 60s for our highs we'll have a good bit of sunshine but maybe just a slight chance at a few showers in the early going And then by Monday, more sunshine returns yet again with low 70s for our highs. But right now, 54 degrees in Eau Claire with uh, mostly clear conditions. Just a couple clouds and a few areas of some patchy fog. 
And if you can't get on the boat, get on the hay baler because it looks like <laughs> another good another good week of making hay at least through Friday. Yeah. Either way, just get outside because yeah, uh, yeah it's going to be great. Yeah, really, a little breeze. It's going to dry the hay. That's for sure. Absolutely. Thanks, Mike. Absolutely, Bob. Have a good one. You bet, Mike Dander over there at Skywarn Thirteen again. An awful nice forecast and uh, then some good rain. It looks like probably by Sunday. But until then, it looks awfully, awfully summery around our area. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 23 minutes before 6 o'clock. We've got more stuff to share with you. Morgan McCarthy is in the newsroom this morning. Morning, Morgan. Did you hey, have a good weekend? Not too shabby, I would say. I had uh, a gaggle of girls at the house. Siggy had a sleepover. So oh, I had, good. Yeah, four girls, 12 and under, and they were going to sleep on the trampoline. That was their big plan. <laughs> they made it till about uh, 9 p.m. when they came running in the house convinced they saw a UFO. So. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, sleeping on the trampoline <laughs> could be a tough order. There's so little sleep when sleepovers boy, are there. I know it. I know right? it. They're mis- they used, like I said uh, before, what did they call them when you were a little girl? Did they call them sleepovers or they call them slumber parties? Both. Yeah. They called it my parents getting rid of us for a night is what they <laughs> called it back well, then. Well, a lot of news. <laughs> I guess. So what's going on? We're going to start with headlines that plug us back in. Hopefully you had a good Labor Day or some extended time off. And we'll start with headlines that keep us in our state. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We know one person is safe after getting their car stuck on a levee. This was in La Crosse yesterday. First responders were called to Riverside Park shortly before 530 where they found a car stuck on the edge of a levee. One person inside. Other than where the car crashed through the barriers, though, there appear to be no other significant damages. He was wheels down on Air Force One as the president visited Milwaukee for Labor Fest and in his speech went after Republican U.S. Senator Ron Johnson for his comments on health care and benefits. He's the same guy who said if Republicans get control of Congress, they're coming after the Affordable Care Act again. Denying health insurance to anyone with a pre-existing condition. Biden also continued those attacks on former uh, President Donald Trump followers, so-called mega-Republicans, and saying they're a continued threat to American democracy. Looking across the lens at scammers, they're now using those pending student loan forgiveness plans to get money out of you. We'll talk about this a little bit as Michelle Renan with the State Consumer Protection Division says you should always be wary if you get a link in your email. If you get an email that that claims to look like it's coming from your borrower and they ask you to click a link to do an update or verify information, um, know that scammers impersonate um, these borrowers and lenders all the time. She goes on to say you should instead contact your lender yourself and ensure that the update is accurate or needed. And when it comes to the pooches, they usually rule the roost and say, Hello, Dolly. Now you can dress them up. The country music singer announced her collection called Doggy Parton, saying Puppy Love was my very first record. And six decades later, my love for pets is stronger than ever. The Doggy Parton line includes pink cowgirl hats, denim and gingham bandanas, pink harnesses and leashes, Dolly Parton band shirts, and more. Dolly added that part of the proceeds will support the Willa Bee Farms Animal Rescue. Doggy Parton products are now available on Amazon and in online stores coming soon. I'm Michael Kastner. My dogs usually stay in the fur coat they came in, and a uh, little mud added to that recently as they've been rolling around in the dirt. And we'll send you back to the barn with Bob Jill and the Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. I was gonna say, do you ever have you ever we never when we had dog we never dressed the dog up, you know, maybe had a coat for it or a little 
jacket if it was really, really cold. If it was cold. real cold, yeah. yeah. Those are some chilly potty breaks on the winter yeah. mornings for <laughs> the pups, that's for yeah, sure. that's for sure. But it's always function over fashion here in Wisconsin, even for our yeah. pets usually. Oh, boy, that's for sure. <laughs> but I uh, wish them success because they're going to use that money to, to help mistreated animals and that sort of stuff. Dolly has a lot of causes, and I think yeah. uh, maybe you should see if Jerry has his pooch dressed up in one of those pink gingham hats. <laughs> Matching outfits, maybe, perhaps. That's right, Jerry Fitzgerald. Maybe he in might. Stratford they do. Did you see that story about the rescued beagles, 4,000 of them out east, and they're re- relocated? Some have been here in Wisconsin relocating them because they were born, weaned off their mother, put right in a cage, and then started... Given a test facility group. in yeah. Virginia, yeah. There was um, a, quite a few of them that were actually on our second round here. Now, the yeah. first round of beagles that came to Wisconsin were adopted. Yeah. And now that second round is coming, too. And uh, Wisconsin Humane Society, their link usually has more information if you're interested on bringing them home. They get fostered first once they're here, yeah. and then they find their forever families. But, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of states involved in that rescue operation. Yeah, they're getting a lot of them rescued, that's for I'm sure. I'm a dog lover. i got yeah, a soft spot I know for you them. Are. I there's, know a, you are. there's always room for one more. There you go. Alex doesn't choose. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell her. I won't. <laughs> See you later. Anytime, Bob. Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning. As, uh, what are we, approaching 19, 18 minutes before the hour? We mentioned earlier, Jill, that fair season is, is pretty well over. Central Burnett Fair next week, but uh, other than that, pretty much over. But there are other things going on. What are, what are some of the things we know about? Well, first of all, we're going to talk about the rainfall report. I have one here from Dennis Will of Colby. He uh, in August they got four point seven six inches of rain, and they had two days of trace rain and fourteen days of measurable rain, and they're ready for a little bit more because they say they're getting dry again. We've got the starting of the farmer-led watershed councils in Chippewa County. That meeting is today at one o'clock at Dillon's Dairy Main Street Cornell. So get on out and learn about uh, watershed councils. We've got stuff happening this weekend. Grant and Fall Festival is the starting on Friday the night, 10th, and th- goes through Saturday. We've got the Owen Withy Breakfast. Goes at through the- Saturday or goes through Sunday? Goes through Sunday, excuse me. Okay. And we've got the Owen Withy Breakfast. That is Saturday from 7 to noon at Black River Apple Orchard in Withy. We've got the Oakler County Farm Bureau annual meeting is Saturday night at seven o'clock at Cody and Lisa Casca's farm in Strum. We have um, the Women's Conservation Field Day at Blackbrook Farm in Amory is on September tenth on Saturdays from one to four, talking about conservation. We've got uh, annual Fall Harvest Breakfast. At Anderson Electric in Spencer, that is on Sunday from 8 till 1 o'clock. They're going to be serving pancakes, and that's in Spencer. And that's, it's going to, a lot of the money is going to be going toward to support the Mark Zimmerman Memorial Scholarship. All right. Um, and uh, there'll be a well-deserved fund to put some uh, investment in Mark's scholarship. So uh, some deserving students over there. So some of the things going on here around Wisconsin, you got something uh, that's coming up, send us an email. My email is waxbob at gmail.com. Tell us what, when, where, those sorts of things, and we can share it with a lot of folks right here on the air. It's a quarter to six, and the markets are reopening. We'll get uh, some markets 
by review and some of the activity uh, coming up. We'll do that next right here on Wax. Again, we're 54 degrees now, and we're got 79 for the forecast high. Partly cloudy today. 80s Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. 60s Saturday and Sunday. Hey, we're in Wisconsin. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's quarter to six. It's 54 degrees out there. And it's time to hear from Jim Lindsay and Equity Altoona. University Extension System. Has... Oop. It doesn't sound like Jim Lindsay, does it? <laughs> it we'll does get... not. All right, we'll get Jim up here now. This is a summary of last week from the Altoona Sale Barn. Choice beef steers and heifers a dollar twenty to a dollar forty. We had a top of a dollar forty three and a half on Tuesday. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers a dollar eighteen to a dollar forty. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers a dollar thirty to a dollar forty with a top of a dollar forty four and a half on Tuesday. Choice Holstein steers a dollar sixteen to a dollar twenty nine. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar fifteen and down. Top 20% of the cull cows sold from 75 to 88 with a top of 90. 60% of the cows sold from 56 to 74. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 55 and down. Organic market on Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from $1 to $1.24 with a top of $1.29. Bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 99 and down. Cull bulls sold from 85 to $1.02 with a top of $1.10 on Tuesday. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from $45 to $135 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $45 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $100 to $255 per head. Hog market on Thursday. Sows sold from $60 to $75. Boars sold from $25 to $27. Tuesday, we will be having our first 100th anniversary celebration at the Altoona Market. Our next special feeder sale is September 9th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. About 12 minutes before 6 o'clock here on a Tuesday morning, the day after Labor Day, meaning Jerry Fitzgerald's got to get up and go to work. Do you buy, though, we were talking about those uh, Dolly Parton line of uh, dog clothes. you buy dog clothes for your dogs? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, Why did I think that might be your answer? <laughs> well, I... Uh, we only have one little guy left, and he's got enough hair. He can. He's a, a multi-season dog, so we oh, really need him. Oh, that's good. Well, well the week's going to get started now. What's going to happen? I know you got cattle in last night. Yep, Bob, we'll uh, get this going here. Uh, again, I thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. And a uh, busy marketing day on tap here at Equity Stratford, and we'll get underway this morning on Tuesday morning here at 10 o'clock with the hay auction. And, folks, we, uh, we have a nice selection of hay today for you folks. Uh, if you're looking for small squares, we got some real nice small squares of third crop, alfalfa. We've got a, a consignment of large squares of second crop, and those are some of the early consignments. So we have a nice selection of hay. That'll be at 10 o'clock. We're also starting the market auction today earlier at 10 o'clock. Uh, the 10 o'clock start time will be for the conventional market cows here this morning, and the overnight delivered cows will be sold first, of course, at at 11 o'clock, we'll sell the organic market cattle, and right after those organics, we'll move into the baby calves. So a full marketing day on tap here today at Stratford. And, again, uh, 
we'll be finishing up this afternoon with the remaining market cattle. So, busy day coming up here today, and tomorrow our sale does start at 10 o'clock. Full marketing day again tomorrow here at Stratford, including fed cattle and uh, feeder cattle. That'll be a noontime start tomorrow, and the Thursday auction will start at 11. So we're going to be selling uh, uh, three days this week instead of the normal four, but uh, uh, plenty of opportunities to market your cattle this week. But again, if you're planning on selling today, get them in early and... uh, Want to come for the ACL? That's going to be at ten. Like I said, organic market cattle will be at eleven. So with that, uh, we'll turn it back to you, Bob, and we'll be back here tomorrow morning to give an update on the markets. It, uh, boy, with the holiday weekend, just seems like a long time since we've had any market really? any market news. But I guess the uh, uh, board of trade was open last night. Yeah, they open overnight, and then uh, they'll go full speed ahead for now. Hey, how was the poll this weekend? Where were you over by Wausau, someplace? Yeah, we were at Willow Springs for two days, just uh, two great days of probably about the best weather we've had uh, for a long time. Just great crowds, great polls. We're uh, just just a uh, very good time. Got to see a lot of people. Uh, uh, Just a very good time. So, And the weather cooperated, which is excellent. And I think uh, I didn't get all the specifics yesterday. Maybe you guys can check it out for the... For our tractor pullers, but I know there's going to be another one this week in Marshfield. I think it's going to be uh, uh, kind of an inaugural pull, the Allen Bear Memorial pull. I'll get more details on that. All right. Yeah, let us know so we can pass that along. So, But uh, we'll do it. Hey, we'll talk to you in the morning. You guys have a nice day. Bob will be out with the Corvette today, right? Oh, I don't know. I got some work to do on it. We'll, we'll see, but uh, the weather will be uh, very good for it. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And the market's brought to you by Synergy Co-op in the Ridgeland area. Board of Trade again, wide open. Holiday is behind us. Overnight, December corn, three to four cents higher, six sixty nine. The oats up in fifteen cents at three ninety four. December wheat up a penny at eight twelve. November soybeans down eight cents overnight at fourteen twelve. And soybean meal for October down seven dollars a ton at four hundred seventeen dollars even. Country elevator prices. Doomer's grain of Holman corns at six thirty with soybeans at fourteen thirty seven. Wheat and grain Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location corns at six sixty eight with soybeans at fourteen twelve. On the DTN screen, golden plump corn today six eighty two at Baldwin six oh nine. Soybeans thirteen thirty two. Duran corn is five ninety nine. Beans thirteen twenty two in Mondovi six oh four for the corn thirteen thirty two and the beans Elmwood six oh nine and thirteen thirty eight. Fall Creek five ninety four and thirteen oh seven at Osseo Corn is six fourteen. The beans thirteen thirty eight at Elk Mound six thirty nine and thirteen forty seven. Down at Sparta six forty five on the corn thirteen ninety three on the beans. Ellsworth corn five eighty nine beans thirteen oh seven. Ethanol plants Boyceville six seventy a bushel on the corn. Now Stanley's corn price is six twenty three. New Richmond six twenty one. Cheese up on Friday. Barrels one eighty five and three quarters up three quarters. Blocks up three one seventy six and a half. Butter up three quarters at three ten. Class three also higher. We had September up sixteen at nineteen seventy five. October up forty two at nineteen ninety four. November up forty five at twenty sixty nine. December up twenty eight at twenty eighty three. January class three up twenty seven at twenty seventy three. And prices were higher through June. Once again, some awful nice weather coming our way. Partly cloudy, 79 today, and then sunny to partly sunny through Friday, 84 tomorrow, 86 on Thursday, 80 on Friday, then Saturday, 
only in the 60s for highs and a chance of rain over the weekend. So again, you got hay to make. It's going to be another nice week to do it. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.